the universe is telling me that anti-fragility is the word of the day. Now, I'm in the middle of a series on PRDs, as you know, if you've listened to episodes 149 or 150 of the podcast, which were about PRDs and their challenges and how to make them better. This week, while I work on the next PRD installment, which I did not finish for this week, I thought I'd share some little snippets that have just come up for me related to anti-fragility, which I'll talk about in a minute. One of the reasons I'm delaying the next PRD episode is that I want to listen to a talk from Chris Butler, a former guest on the podcast, that he did a few months ago on writing effective PRDs and documentation, totally related to what I've been talking about on the podcast. Now, it's not a public video, so I can't share the link with you, but I just got the link today myself, and I'm sure it's going to be some killer ideas, and I'll want to incorporate those into my own thinking and then share them with you. Chris has a couple of great talks. He did it, as I say, he was on the podcast. He has a great talk. It's on YouTube, and you can find the link in episode 107, the show notes for 107, called Adversarial Product Management. Anyway, great stuff. I'm sure his thing about PRDs will be really great, and I'm so I'm going to read that or watch that and incorporate that into what I'll put into the next episode. I don't know if it's the literal next episode, but the next episode about PRDs. So as I was thinking about what to fill this week's episode with, something short and sweet, there was a confluence of ideas that all arrived within the same day. First, I had lunch with an old friend who suggested a few topics for me. One was artificial intelligence for PMs, and that's definitely one I'm going to be putting some effort into. In fact, I'm using ChatGPT to help me organize my thoughts on the entire PRD issue, and so far it's been really helpful. And I'll give a full report on that later in a future episode. But he also got me thinking about resilience, because he mentioned resilience as another good topic. Thinking about how product managers had to be resilient, as we all did, during the pandemic, and that got me thinking about the sort of super resilience that's called anti-fragility. And then, in the podcast episode I was listening to as I drove home, Josh Kaufman, author of The Personal MBA, was talking about how there are three currencies most of us have. I had not heard this idea before. Two of them are obvious, money and time. But surprisingly, he also added flexibility. And then he started talking about how flexibility or resiliency or robustness can be powerful tools and mindsets for business people because you can trade flexibility for some of these other things to get what you want. I thought, well, that's really interesting because that also has to do with anti-fragility. And finally, this morning when I went on LinkedIn, I saw a post from my friend Mehmet Baha, who's also been on the podcast. He talked about psychological safety. Well, his post this morning was about his new talk on resilience and anti-fragility. And I thought, well, this is a confluence of ideas that all seem pointed toward making this short little episode on anti-fragility. So anti-fragility is a, it's a powerful mental model, as well as a skill, an aptitude, perhaps it's a state of being. I'm not sure all the categories into which it fits. You know, one of the ways to think about a lot of what I share on this podcast is it's about new mental models that give you more power to be successful as a product manager, which also reminds me, I have a great set of blog posts from years ago on mental models for product managers. I've never done as a podcast episode, so that's going to be coming up soon as well. So lots of stuff to look forward on the podcast. But in any case, mental models are, of course, super important. As Charlie Munger said about him and his partner, Warren Buffett, two reasonably wealthy men, their lattice work of mental models is one of the core competitive advantages at Berkshire Hathaway. And so I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to share a new mental model with you, at least to briefly introduce it. Now, if you recall, in episode 148 of this podcast, again, just a few episodes ago, it was about fundamental product management skills. And I've always said that one of those fundamental skills is mental flexibility. 
given the amount of uncertainty we're constantly faced with, you can't succeed as a product manager without having a lot of mental flexibility, both from the standpoint of that uncertainty, as I mentioned, but also from the standpoint of we have to make context switches constantly during the day. We have to change our focus level from ground level to 30,000 feet to ground level to 30,000 feet again over and over throughout the day typically. But all this thinking about anti-fragility got me thinking, and my conclusion was, that it's not just flexibility we need, but we actually need anti-fragility itself. And with this confluence of all the things I just listed, that led to this short episode. So having said all that, what is anti-fragility? <laughs> Hi, this is Nels Davis, and this is episode 151 of the Secrets of Product Management podcast. This is a short one on an important concept, mental model, and skill. For show notes, go to thesecretsofpm.com, where you'll find information about the episode and all the other episodes. If the ideas in this podcast interest you, you might also find my bi-weekly virtual product management meetup right up your alley. I and my prod pals, I think that's what I'm going to call them now, that's a hat tip to Adam Shively who has a pod pals meetup every week. We get into the weeds on various product management topics every other week. It's super fun and you can be a prod pal. Just go to secretsofpm.com meetup to sign up for the notification list for the sessions. I send emails to everyone on that list for every session beforehand so you know that it's coming and so far only for that meetup session there's not really any other marketing or newsletters or anything that's just simply for the for the meetup so secretsofpm.com slash meetup to get on the notification list what is anti-fragility i've talked a lot already but here are a few definitions i'll put links to these and some other definitions in the show notes at secretsofpm.com if you want to drill down first of all the term was invented by nicholas nassim taleb who's also famous for making the term black swan famous. His book, Black Swan, was about unlikely but highly disruptive things that happen despite us not expecting them. Things like market crashes or pandemics. Now in that book, he talked about some ways to hedge against black swan types of events, especially from a financial perspective or how to actually profit from them. Now in Anti-Fragile, he gave those ideas a more theoretical footing, coming up with this term, Anti-Fragile, for systems that actually get stronger when bad or unexpected things occur. And the metaphor, the easiest one, if you remember your Greek mythology, is to think about the hydra. The hydra was a seven-headed serpent, which is bad enough, of course. But if you cut off one head, two more grew back in its place, making it even worse. It got stronger as you did damage to it. The more you tried to kill the hydra, basically the stronger it grew. Now, this is in contrast to resilience, where a system is good at getting back to its status quo after a shock or disruption, but it doesn't necessarily get stronger. So resilience is important, obviously, but anti-fragile is kind of a stronger condition. And, and anti-fragile systems act like that. They get stronger as things get worse, or they at least exhibit some of these behaviors when unexpected events occur or when the environment changes these systems react by getting stronger or adapting to the change in a more powerful way. Now, in the real world, it turns out most living organisms have this characteristic, at least to some degree. So it's not something that's rare, but it can be hard to notice. For example, living organisms often react very slowly to big environmental changes over multiple generations, for example. And of course, sometimes organisms fail to react well to changes. In that case, we might say they weren't anti-fragile enough, at least in that domain or for that type of challenge. But bringing this discussion back down to earth and us product managers, I think you could say that antifragility is perhaps the most important product manager superpower. 
we live in this world where uncertainty is the only certainty. <laughs> we, we, always, we know that everything is going to change on us, and we don't know how or when or by how much, and we never have all the information we need. We will make mistakes. That's another guaranteed thing. The world will change out from under us, and things that we thought we knew will turn out to be wrong and to have changed. And our ability to come through all of that with a better solution or a better approach or a better decision is a sign of a great product manager, and that's actually the definition pretty much of, of anti-fragile. So I have a few great quotes from the book Anti-Fragile, which, to be honest, I cribbed from a post on the book on the Farnham Street blog. I'll put the link in the show notes. Some of these are just so aligned with what we need to be capable of or naturally gifted at or able to do as product managers. I just thought it was kind of amazing. Here are some product management quotes from that blog. The resilient resists shocks and stays the same. The anti-fragile gets better. So that's essentially restating what I just said. Another quote, by grasping the mechanisms of anti-fragility, we can build a systemic a systematic and broad guide to non-predictive decision-making under uncertainty in business, politics, medicine, and life in general, anywhere the unknown preponderates. And don't you love that word, preponderates? Any situation in which there is randomness, unpredictability, opacity, or incomplete understanding of things. Another great quote, The anti-fragile loves randomness and uncertainty, which also means, crucially, a love of errors a certain class of errors anyway, anti-fragility has a singular property of allowing us to deal with the unknown, to do things without understanding them, and do them well. In fact, let me be more aggressive, the quote goes on, we are largely better at doing than we are at thinking, thanks to anti-fragility. I'd rather be dumb and anti-fragile than extremely smart and fragile anytime. Now, in the book, he talks about a triad of characteristics, fragile, robust, and anti-fragile, and generally, he says, your goal is to be at least robust and ideally anti-fragile and not fragile, meaning that you, when change occurs, you break. You don't want that to happen. And you don't want your things to do that, the things you build either. Now, in a recent interview, Taleb said about what things result in fragility and should be avoided, and I think this is very aligned with some of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast as well. You have to increase redundancies in some spaces. You have to avoid optimization. This is quite critical for someone who is doing finance to understand because it goes counter to everything you learn in portfolio theory. I have always been very skeptical of any form of optimization. In the black swan world, optimization isn't possible. The best you can achieve is a reduction in fragility and greater robustness. And I think this is really important to think about. I've talked about in the past the difference between being efficient and being effective. It's much more important to make sure your team is building the right thing than that they're building it fast or they're building it efficiency, efficiently. Efficiency is not that important to success. And in particular, if, if you organize your processes in favor of efficiency and you get, rid of, you get rid of redundancies and the ability for things to respond to big changes, then you are definitely going to lead yourself into failure. As soon as a big change happens, you're going to be unable to respond to it. So I'm sort of personally against optimization and efficiency. I'm not against doing some of it, but it certainly shouldn't be the guiding factor. The guiding factor should be, am I going the right direction? And am I in the world of uncertainty, leaving myself enough capacity or capability or mental bandwidth or whatever it might be to continue to make good decisions when everything is changing all around me? I'm going to expand on this anti-fragility thing 
in a future podcast episode. I think it's very interesting and super applicable to product management. So you can look forward to the anti-fragile product manager. But I thought it was an interesting topic to sort of get out there to get you guys thinking about this mental model of anti-fragility. I'd love to hear your thoughts about, about it if you're familiar with it. If you're not familiar with it and if you're finding it interesting or challenging, I'd love to hear that as well. This has been episode number 151 of the Secrets of Product Management podcast. Don't forget about the meetup. The meetup, oh, I forgot to mention the dates, the days. The, the meetup is every other Friday, roughly speaking. The schedule does sometimes change. Every other Friday at, at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time, and whatever time it is where you live, get on the notification list, secretsofpm.com slash meetup. To get on the notification list, you'll find out when they are, and we'd love to have you join us if you get a chance. We have a lot of folks that join every week. Some people join now and then. A few people have showed up once or twice, and they say they're going to come back, so let's hope they do. Let's hope you do. Can't wait to see you there. And until the next time, until next episode, this has been Nels Davis. Bye-bye.